0: Welcome to the Relentless Minds podcast with Lori Jimenez, a platform where influential entrepreneurs get real and share their stories of challenges in life that they've had to face head on and conquer in order to be where they are today. Here, you'll get an inside look at the adversities that these individuals have experienced or are currently dealing with, in addition to their opinions on real life matters and philosophies in life. Most importantly, you'll learn what it takes to have a relentless mind so that you too can stay headstrong in your pursuit of a better future. In this podcast, you're going to get 100% authenticity from people that have figured out how to beat the noise that society creates and have a higher level of self-mastery. Hello, everybody. This is Lori. Um, Thank you for coming on my podcast, Relentless Minds. Today, I'm with John Victoria. And just to give an introduction to my audience, John Victoria, he's a CEO of an SEO company called Pollyanna. And he's going on now for two years since 2016. Uh, just to give everybody background information on what SEO is, uh, he basically helps local businesses generate more business through Google by placing them at the top of the search engine so that they're first in sight. I mean, something about um, John and how he runs his business is that he focuses on generating uh, customers for his clients that are qualified for their business and that they can actually serve. So he's not just focused on giving them exposure, he offers so much more value than that. And so John, thank you so much for being on. I really appreciate you taking the time to be here today. Um, I did want to ask you a question I'm sure you get all the time. Uh, what is the meaning or more so the influence for your name, Pollyanna?
1: So it's really funny actually, the, uh, the origin of my name, it actually was a different name when I first started the company. And so when i first started it i was a midshipman at the united states naval academy so i was on track to being an officer a naval officer in the military the u.s military and the town that it's based out of is annapolis and so when i was first starting my company it was actually called annapolis SEL. but a mentor mm-hmm. of mine recommended that i shouldn't locate myself in any physical location in my business name mm-hmm but I was screwed because I had already done the logo, the branding's already completed. And so me being the very bootstrappy entrepreneur, I open paint up and I pull up the logo, I pull up the name and for some reason the name just, so Annapolis in my mind, the letters just moved around and Annapolis, the S dropped and Annapolis became Pollyanna. So P-O-L-I-A-N-N-A and Pollyanna is actually a word and it comes from, I believe, in 1930s storybook character of a little girl who was very optimistic and always found the good in things. And so, very representative of my own personality, as well as the entrepreneurial mindset of the company, mm-hmm. we, you know, we took something that was seemed like to be a challenge, but converted it into a positive. Mm-hmm. And same with our outlook in life; we're always very sunny and optimistic. Yeah. I always tell my team members to, you know, it's clients will come and go but what's important is your happiness yeah and so it just aligns with everything that's that's the name of the company how it came about
0: that's interesting so it wasn't even like that from the beginning but then you ended up creating something that ended up bringing so much meaning right to the business and like kind of your old your overall mindset and goal that's exactly. pretty cool I like that I'm sure you get that question all the time
1: mm-hmm yeah
0: it's a pretty <laughs> unique name all right um, I did want to ask you what are some hobbies that you like to do too
1: yeah, for me, yeah, I do. Uh, I work out a good bit, and it you know it comes from when I was a kid. I remember when I was maybe nine or ten, and my parents bought me these five pound dumbbells, and I remember okay. just like working out and trying to figure out what I'm doing, and so, I guess back then it's because I was such a small kid. I'd wanted to you know get stronger and get mm-hmm. bigger, um, and I think it's carried over now into today, um, where I love working out because I love the way. The way you work your body is the way that you work your life, right? You develop, mm-hmm. you train, you build, and it just nestles in quite well with my philosophy. So yeah, mm-hmm. hobbies ties in with my personal development, but yeah, I like working out.
0: I actually relate to that a lot because I also like weightlifting and it's all about that challenge. It's about pushing yourself, you know, always setting a new goal and then meeting that. I know that your your dad, he's in the, in the Navy, right? So growing up, you traveled a lot. Um,
1: So, yeah, so I'm Filipino, Filipino-American. I was born in Japan because my dad was stationed over there. And then every three years, we'd move to another location. So I was born in Sasebo, Japan, moved over to Tennessee. I lived in Naples, Italy for a handful of years. Went back to the States, lived in Pennsylvania, then came to the D.C., Maryland, Virginia area. So moved around a lot, but it was very difficult because... For me, I never had that root of friends. Like, you know, you had those, some people I, t- I speak with, they've been friends with the same people for their entire lives. Mm-hmm. And that just wasn't the case for me. And so it was tough for me. I was an introvert. So having oh. to go to a new location every single time, it was difficult. And then having to adapt to new people, new friends. Mm-hmm. So in some places, they, they really liked rock and roll. Other places, oh. they liked screamo. Other oh places, they like hip hop and rap and then, now some friends here, they're just like EDM, electronic yep. dance music. So it's having to change and to adapt. It's, it was tough, but I think it played a big role into shaping me into who I am today.
0: Mm-hmm. And so that was an influence, right, to go into the Naval Academy, that your dad was in the Navy?
1: Yeah, so I come from Filipinos or you know, Asian backgrounds, so you really want to make your, your parents proud. And my dad was in the Navy, and the reason why he immigrated over to the United States was because of the Navy. And yeah. so for me, my parents, it was, it, it was their, it was a big reason why I decided to go there, it and it, it would make them really proud.
0: Mm-hmm. Because
1: imagine, you know, my dad was enlisted, meaning you know, he, was an, he was an officer, and then seeing his son go to one of the most prestigious naval institutions. And so to make my parents proud, I wanted to do that. I, mm-hmm. did, like, I did like the challenge as well, but I would say that it was very shaped by my parents' decision.
0: Which you
1: know, which did cause issues down the road. But yeah, yeah. big influences of parents.
0: Mm-hmm. So you're saying it did cause some issues down the road because I know that you were in the naval academy and you ended up leaving. You were three years into it.
1: Yeah, three years into it, and I didn't. No, no one really expected it because mm. my parents they had already. I think they would already booked a hotel room. They already planned it all out where they were going to go to my graduation. Wow. My grandma, who is 83 years old, she just turned 83 this past Thanksgiving. Um, she was looking forward to it all my family friends are gonna fly out and so three years in I I, it was very hard soul-searching for me but I had to decide what was good for myself I wanted to take my life into control my own hands Mm -hmm. and so disappointing to the family but yeah three years in decided to take a different route Mm -hmm. in my
0: life so tell me about that because you decided to leave uh, the naval academy to pursue a dream, right? And that's Pollyanna. Mm-hmm. So tell me, tell me more about what prompted you. Like, what vision did you have?
1: Yeah. So, one of the things was that, you know, I spotted an opportunity in the world. I think that we're in a very special moment in time. Mm-hmm. You know, never before in history have we had this opportunity, where we have the internet that mm. connects all of us, and. I just happened to run in the right circles, the right network and had the right education to where I understood how the internet worked and especially how Google worked, which is one of the biggest, most trusted companies. And if I, you know, I understood how to make things show up on Google, you know, that could make a huge impact on a business. That's you know, crazy. That could mean millions of dollars extra in revenue if you knew how to do it properly. And so I've helped some companies generate a lot of money. So I, I mm-hmm. saw I saw that, that I opportunity no mm-hmm. and I wanted to go for it. So being in the military, the difficult part is that's very structured, very rigorous, you don't have a lot of freedom. I mean, it's called the uniform military service, so they want you to be the same. But myself, I, I always felt like I thought outside the box. I always asked why. And I didn't want to just do something just because I was told. Exactly. And so if I wanted to accomplish something in life that's never been done before, I'd have to break out of that mold. Mm-hmm. So I for me the only choice was to break out to pursue this opportunity because otherwise it'd be you know be out of integrity with myself and what I saw for my life
0: mhm and so you wanted a you wanted something much more for yourself you wanted that freedom you wanted to give back you saw a problem you wanted a, you had a solution for it so you wanted to go for that that's awesome but you were raised with your family in the military and they had these expectations how did they take that
1: so I kind of knew how they're gonna take it. And I, so when I left, I didn't tell them that I left. And so, <laughs> so what happened was, uh, you know, when I when I did leave, we were on summer break, as we can call it. And what I was supposed to be doing is waiting for my next uh, deployment to a ship and then to do some training. Mm. But what I ended up doing was, unknown to my parents, I decided just to take myself out, uh, basically exit the academy. And so when they found out, they found out because I got lazy, and I think I left my paperwork out. I think my, my parents <laughs> found it. My mom found it. So one day, my mom works night shift. Uh, you know, I was working early in the morning. She comes home with my dad, and you know, I was just typing a lot. you know click clack on the computer, and then I just felt like there's something weird in the, uh, the air. You know, my, my parents usually said hello when I came back. When they came back, they didn't say anything this time.
0: Mm.
1: and then you know mom says hello I'm like hi mom and then she says (laughs) she's like long pause she says John did you leave the academy and so I was just taken aback I didn't expect (laughs) anyone to find out I was telling them that oh I've been here because they're delaying my Uh. deployment and so I just I'm like what are you talking about Mm -hmm. she asked the question again and then I, then I finally just cave and say, yeah, I left. And so after that, it just becomes a shouting match. You know, why'd you do that? You're throwing your entire life away. What's your grandma going to think? Oh, you know, no. you were so close. And so everyone was crying, just yelling. And it was just a very, very yeah. tough situation. Because what can you say in that moment when everyone's extremely mm-hmm. emotional, everyone's angry, felt like you threw your life away? Yeah. And it's hard, too, because at the time there was no, I mean, it didn't seem like there was any progress. Right? In the beginning, exactly. no, no clients, nothing. And so it's like you, you, you just threw it all away for what? For what?
0: So when this whole thing happened when you know, this blow up with the family happened, how much how long into like, building up your company were you?
1: I was not very far in, uh, so maybe a month or two.
0: A month or two, so it's kind of like that time where you're still fresh with those doubts and
1: very fresh. And, wow. and I just go into networking events again. I was amateur, didn't come from a, a family of wealth, and come didn't have a business background, didn't have a business degree. You know, college dropout, nothing. And so a lot of. I also I don't look that old, dude. So it, there's a lot of like confidence things going on, and you have your parents yelling at you you don't have anyone on doesn't seem like anyone's on your side. And so, it was very tough on them as well as for me cuz starting a business is not easy.
0: No, it's not at all. And
1: so with all that weight on your shoulders, it can be very it was very tough.
0: And you're and you're young to begin with. Yeah. Yeah, so that's a big move. <laughs> so like you were in the naval academy for 3 years and, you know, you knew the pressure from the family, right? And you decided to make that move. But what was it in that time that made you make that decision to just say, "Hey, I'm going to go for this. This is now when I'm going to leave the academy.
1: Yeah, so, I mean, there was, there was definitely a specific situation that triggered it, but, I mean, the preparation for this moment, mm. I would say, has been like 10, 11, 12 years, just wow. preparing my mind for it. But the moment that happened, so one of my friends, John, his name is John Martins, and uh, he was also a very another entrepreneurial-minded person at the Naval Academy. Me and him started a, a mobile app, um, well, actually, a mobile website at the academy where we were coordinating deliveries of food to uh, people there and finding ways to save money from the restaurant and also save money for the the students. Mm-hmm. So he's very entrepreneurial. I told him about my idea and what I thought could be possible, but then you know it was like it was like a, a pipe dream. I didn't really expect to do it. But we just had a conversation, and uh, you know he's like, "Hey John, you know, let's sit down. Let's actually talk about things," because we were both on break at the same time. We were at Chipotle and he's a very rational guy, very smart, much smarter than me, and he, I tell him my entire situation, and then he's like, John, you know, why wait? There's no reason to, uh, everything you just told me, the is now, why are you waiting? Yeah. Why are you trying to continue to do this? I know you, I know you should go for this. And so I was like, okay, maybe, yeah. maybe, maybe I'll do it. Maybe. <laughs> and so what I did was, you know, I had to, I had to process this a little further, and what I did was, uh, you know, I drove after a meeting, I went back to, I went to a Walmart and I grabbed, you know, paper and pen because I wanted to reflect. And yeah. I went to a river right where I lived. It's the Potomac River.
0: And that was like right after?
1: Right after. And so, you know, I'm on this river, I'm writing down the pros and cons, you know, how they tell you in books, you know, write a line down, pros on the left uh-huh. hand, cons on the right hand. know, I was trying to list out why. Mm-hmm. And then another strange, had another strange conversation happened. Where I got a phone call from a, a business mentor that I hadn't heard from in months, and so this guy had sold a AutoTune software for I think like two million dollars. Young wow. guy too. Wow. And That's insane. And he just has this conversation with me. He's like, "Hey John, haven't just talked to you in calls a while. You. Like, he calls you what's out up? The blue. Out of the blue." Wow. And then he says, What are you doing?" I'm like, "Oh, you know, Richie. I haven't I haven't talked to you in forever, but I'm making one of the biggest decisions of my life right now."
0: wow he came right at the perfect moment
1: right perfect moment Insane. and so we chat and then you know, we end up we are deciding that okay I should probably leave and so that was crazy you know after the conversation I was reeling about it and so then I turned back to the river and as I was there another crazy moment one of my best friends from high school who I ended up being his best man at his wedding hmm. him and his girlfriend at the time were skating by and so we make what? A, we make eye contact and then I'm like, yo, Austin, what are you doing here? I thought you were at school. He's like, I've been, I'm only here for, for a week. Wow. And so I, he's like, what's, what's been going on? And I tell him, hey, man, uh, I'm making one of the biggest decisions of my life. So huh. in, a, in the same day, three critical conversations with three critical people in my life wow. all happen. And so for me, I don't know if anyone has ever read the book, The Alchemist by Paulo Coelho. Hmm. But in the book, it says, you know, when you want something, the universe conspires to help you achieve it. Something like that.
0: I love that.
1: And so, for me, you asked to. I know it seems like we we're on a tangent, but your no, question, not yeah, it was what helped you make that decision.
0: Mm.
1: Well, I'd already known that it was going to be a good idea to go after, but I didn't have the, you know, I, I didn't have the, I didn't have the gumption to do it. Mm. But then it almost seemed as if the universe or God or yep. something—I don't know—just yeah. three strange conversations the same day. Wow! Two people I hadn't heard from in months, and but they were critical in my yep. life. Came at that moment as if there were angels and like, oh, you should
0: do this. <laughs>
1: and so I decided I was like, okay, three conversations. This is too crazy. Yep. I think I should go. For you
0: could You couldn't ignore that. That's I insane. That's a sign. That's like the universe calling you to what you need to do. Exactly. But to your purpose. Yes. Wow, and then after, then the next day, what you resigned?
1: Yeah, I sent an email over to my company officer, and I told him, you know, hey, sir, I have a dream I want for my life, and I think I want to go for it.
0: Man, and then you just left, and then went right into working at at your company. Yeah. That's insane to have those three people um, that were so uh, meaningful to you and had such a big impact throughout your life were the ones that you just like go for it. You you had that backing from them. At. Wow, and so now you're building up your business. Are you after that? You started building up your business, and how was that experience from the beginning?
1: It was tough. I'll say it was tough because again, you know, no business background, no network, starting from scratch. Uh, you know what I did in the beginning? I didn't know anyone, so I would just go to every single networking event. I'd meet people. I didn't have a pitch down at it. You know, no, no, not, no, true marketing experience. But I'd go out there. I'd talk with people. I'd see, you know, I'd try to figure out how can I connect with them, how can I give back. Um, I'll, I will say that my one advantage in the beginning was that I'd been studying personal development for, by that time, like six, seven, eight years, so that helped me out. But again, just starting out, it was so difficult. I remember one of my first networking events, it was with a networking group called Business Networking International, and so BNI. Mm-hmm. I went to one in my area, Alexandria, And so, at the time, I didn't know what BNI was, so I went to the meeting, and you're in this room with business professionals who are 20, 25, 30 years in. I'm just this young kid in an oversized suit, and I'm gonna tell them about my internet business. (laughs) And so I was just talking to people, taking taking, uh, business cards, eating food. And that was one of my first times there, so I didn't know that we also had to do a business pitch, a 30 second, 45 second pitch. And so I remember how difficult it was when just the fear of, you know, person after person giving their pitch, and then I see it coming to me, I have no idea what to say, I've, I haven't really pitched my business before. It was tough in the beginning,
0: because
1: huh. uh, you, you don't know what you don't know, yep. and there wasn't really that, that guidance, that mentorship, there wasn't like someone saying, this is exactly what you need to do, who's right next to me. So it's very tough, had to figure out a lot of things, mm-hmm. so yeah, in the beginning it's tough
0: so you definitely um, it looks like you taught yourself through that like yes. you were working you th- figuring things out and how to do things like what's the next move sort of thing like that was all you
1: yeah and uh, I think that you know, part of, like part of your p- the process of your um, your podcast you know, relentless you know that's that was kinda like my attitude you know just keep on going for it I never saw anything as really a loss or anything I, I always thought that I was continually building understanding and learning and growing so no matter mm-hmm. what I could have failed 10 times doing my pitch I could have had 20 people say no to me 100 200 I'm, I'm learned from every single situation mm-hmm. so very tough in the beginning but it's very enjoyable because I felt as if I was learning something
0: every day so that's the, actually I'm, I'm really happy you brought that up too because that's that growth mindset so it's like no matter what happens whether it's good whether it's bad if I'm uncomfortable if things don't go as planned it's like you're learning from it, and you're continuously pushing those boundaries, and that's so much a growth mindset. Just looking at the positive of every situation, you know. So you, you were saying that like you've been doing this um, self improvement, like self discovery and self development sort of thing for years. What like how did that affect you? Like why did you why did you start looking into that from the beginning?
1: Yeah, so it ties in with what I mentioned earlier when I had to move around every three years with my family in the military. And so again, it was very tough for me moving around because you know I didn't, have fr- I didn't have any friends when I moved to a new place. And it makes you feel very alone. Mm-hmm. Everyone's different, you feel different. You just, you know, it's just very tough. And so at the time, when I was first starting personal development, before then, you know, I had a very damn I'd say very damaged uh, personal, uh, like self-image. It was very hard. I remember looking internally at myself and seeing, you know, am I happy with myself? Am I happy with my life? I'd say no. Hmm. My family also struggled with um, I'd say some mental health issues as well and so I think that influenced me and so very I was very unhappy I was very you know didn't have a very good mindset it was very uh, tough time in my life and so for me the reason why I entered personal development was because I was trying to figure a way out to improve what I thought about myself because hmm. when I if I looked to the future if I close my eyes at that time and thought of the future, it, it seemed very bleak, dark and black, mm-hmm. so I couldn't see anything. So I began, you know, I, I think I, be, I began with a Google search, and so I think I typed something about, you know, personal development or mindset or improving myself, and that's what really got me into things, and so I, I think one of my first reads was an Anthony Robbins book, Unleash the Power Within.
0: Uh-huh. Oh, I love that.
1: So, so imagine, that, you He's know, so I think like 11, 12-year-old kid wow. know, who's that's reading young. Anthony Robbins. That's
0: insane. Yeah, and so I I got
1: into that because I knew how frustrated I was with myself. And then also thank God for the internet because I started watching YouTube videos by these same people. I started, you know, if there are free courses, I take the free courses. So I got in. The the only way I got in was because of the internet. And then when I got into the internet stuff, I used what I learned, that knowledge, that insight, and I applied it to my own life. But it wouldn't have happened in my own physical environment, so that's why it was so important that the internet was there
0: yeah that's amazing so you were able to get that you were you had access to that a lot more easily than trying to look around you exactly. at home yeah and so when you were building up your business um, I'm sure you had doubts you had struggles that you had to go through did you have any like sort of practice like day-to-day like weekly practices things that we just kind of keep you on track
1: yeah so for me I mean this is a practice that I took back even when I was a kid so I remember you know, I still have the paper too, but I have one sheet paper. It's, you know, the, the lined paper where on it, I did an exercise where I listed out what I wanted to be in the future. So mm-hmm. the characteristics. So I remember some of them was like, you know, I want to be loving, caring, intelligent, I want to be adventurous. And so there's, I think there's a list of 23 different characteristics that I would read to myself with a lot of conviction and emotion. And I'd picture the vision of what that person would be like and do. Mm-hmm. And so In those tough times, when I was young, even when I'm much older now, I mean, Mm -hmm. even today, I was envisioning, what does the future me look like? I really feel it, I really see it, and that's really what helped carry me through some very tough times. That vision for the future, you don't know, I mean, you you have this feeling of, it's possible, I know I could do it. It's not there yet, but you're planting the seeds, and there's just that belief, and just feeling that emotion. That was a practice that really carried me through some tough times.
0: So, going back, referring back to this list of attributes, like qualities that you wanted to reflect, exactly. and, and then thinking, like, I can imagine that because it's like on a day to day basis. I think I even did that at one point. It's like, okay, this action that I'm taking, or hey, not going to that next step. Like, am I reflecting this goal person, this goal image that I wanted to reflect? Yeah. So, that really helped you throughout your different struggles in life.
1: Yeah, and uh, it is still to this day. So, if I want a goal that I want to accomplish, I mean, one of the first things is, what does that look like? How does that feel like? Mm-hmm. You know, let's say I want to build my company to a certain revenue level. Well, how does that look like? How does that feel like? How mm-hmm. am I on a day-to-day basis? What is the culture of the company? Just that vision, you know, listening out the attributes in your mind and really mm-hmm. vividly feeling it. It's something I do all the time, whether it's problem-solving, visioning, goal-setting, every single day.
0: And, you know, I think a big part in that, too, like, it's just something that, Like I've applied myself, even this like writing it out. Like writing it out makes such more of a difference than just thinking about it. Exactly. Yeah, you've got to write out your goals. Like you know, in your case, the your uh, attributes you want to to reflect. Mm -hmm. And so, how is your business now?
1: Oh, it's crazy from where it started, when I was nothing, you know, I was in literally my parents' basement. That's insane. To now, you know, have an office in Tyson's Corner, has had it for, I think, almost six months now. Wow. Have a team of six people. Six people. You know, we've helped some amazing companies, um, one of them, HVAC Company, I think we've generated them in the past year, 3,000 calls, 3,000 wow. calls. And so, if, you know, imagine having to fix a heater or air. That's a lot. Yeah. So, of all, and all of them are qualified calls, and they're to all the website. qualified.
0: That's what I was gonna say.
1: So, I, I, I made them some good money this past <laughs> year. So, them, you know, I've helped. I've helped uh, other companies, uh, physical therapy, open up a third location, cause they have more time, cause they're getting they're getting traffic from the internet, and so I'm really excited for you know this year was a great year, next year's gonna be even even awesome. There you go.
0: Yeah. So yeah, amazing, amazing Going change. To, yeah, 2019 is gonna be a big, big year. Yes. That's great. I also wanted to say there was a post that I was looking through your um, your posts. There was one statement that you made, and it said, um, "We're kicking internet ass, <laughs> and we're taking <laughs> names." <laughs> and I think that's pretty applicable because you guys are in a really good spot. So, can you say that everything that you went through was worth it?
1: Oh yeah, definitely. And I mean, if you think about it, and you know, if you think about it in the context of how long it takes some. Some people start a business. We're, we're kicking ass. And it's, you know, it only could have happened in 2018 the way that it's happening.
0: And I actually, I did want to mention something um, before when it came to, like, your practices and all, because this was something that it was pretty cool stuff, but that you were uh, at a time when you were working on improving your public speaking skills. Because when I met you, I met you at the BNI networking event right? And you were speaking and you looked so confident and you were like, you had everything on lockdown. And then when I read this post about saying how you struggled, you were an introvert and you struggled with public speaking and you were so shy. I was like, that is not the case, but you practiced, right? So you practiced. Tell me about that.
1: Yeah. So I started when I was a, a kid. So I remember that, you know, I knew that public speaking was an important skill, but you know, even in class, I remember trying to raise my hand and I'd be extremely nervous, there'd be butterflies in my stomach and you know, just stressed, like super mm-hmm. stressed out. And so I, I figured out that I really wanted to get this skill handled in my life. Mm-hmm. So at the time, because we had the internet, we had YouTube, there was all these vloggers that were doing videos all the time. So I figured to myself, you know, if I did some vlogs every day, if I practice, maybe I'll get better. And then I remember reading yeah. the Tony Robbins book that he got better at speaking because he found every opportunity to do so Mm. as a kid i didn't have any opportunity because i was a kid so what i ended up doing was i decided as a challenge for myself for one year 365 days i would shoot a 30 minute video just speaking
0: Mm -hmm. every
1: single day if i missed a day the next day i would speak for an hour wow so (laughs) i did that for an entire year and then uh so I did that. I got so much better at speaking. i was still pretty bad, but I, you no, know, I did that. No, you're not. The, I did it for a challenge. But then what I did was I actually started a Facebook group that still exists to this day. There's I think there's a thousand members. It's called the 365 Day Video wow. Challenge, where there's been people all over the are world. You, uh, wow, yeah. Are you? Wow. Are yeah. so you seriously?
0: You put that on other people to yeah. Then get they, and they've done, they've and do done it. it, they've done did it, and they they talk
1: it? about how it's improved their huh. ability.
0: That's incredible. Yeah, I saw that in the Tony Robbins, or I read that in the Tony Robbins book that he was talking about other speakers and, and how like they would get better at something and they do it every so often. So he's like, I just did that times 10 in the same month, like sort of thing. Yeah, that's yeah. what I did. That's why I did Good, t- Good takeaway from that book and applying it to yourself when you're what, 12 years old? <laughs> Basically. <laughs> oh my goodness, that's insane. I have to say, I've gone through like like your posts. I've been following you for some time, you know, since we met, and everything was just really, really impressive. And I know that you were that you are about that growth mindset, and so that's why I knew that you were going to be a perfect person to have on here, uh, because what you've accomplished at your age is not. And I'm not going to share your age with people, <laughs> but what you've accomplished is impressive. I have to say, so kind of just some final thoughts on the podcast here. Um, I wanted to know what the events in the last three to four years how how it's changed your life or your perspective of life.
1: Yeah, so in the past three to four years, I mean, one of the one of the biggest realizations that I had was that really your life is your own, and so you know I think some people go through life and they have so many obligations to family, friends, or you know how people did it in the past. So just going through my own life, I realized that, you know, your life is your own and you can make of it what you want to. You're not bound by the history. You're not bound by your past. And you're actually not bound by your current situation either. So what I learned is that if you have a vision and you build towards it, you can you can basically do anything you want. And so, you know, don't feel chained. Don't feel bound by anything. Really. Life is is your own to write. And that's mm-hmm. one of the biggest lessons I learned in the past few years.
0: I love that. That's big. Lightning round now for the Shocking end of the. A... <laughs> okay, I did want to ask you the self-development and the growth mindset that you have and that you've had since you were 12 years old. Why has that been so important to you?
1: It's been so important for me because you know, some people I see just remain static where they're at, and they feel like they've they've done enough. But for me, you know, life's just so exciting. There's so much you can do and. I'm really trying to move the world towards, you know, a, a, a great place to perfection if I if mm-hmm. I that's that's the goal for everyone. Wow. Right? For everyone to be incredibly happy. So if I have that in mind, you know, I need to continue to learn to grow and to master to be able yep. to, you know, to do good. Yep. And so we're not we're not gonna stop until we get there. So that's why it's been so important to continue to grow, to continue to serve and to continue to build.
0: Awesome. Next question for the lightning round. If there was one book that you could recommend to the audience that has made an impact on you, what book would that be?
1: One of the one of my favorite books is Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. And in particular, one chapter. I love the chapter on persistence. I remember in the beginning of my business when I was struggling and trying to figure out how to work things out, I'd read that chapter out loud every single day on wow. persistence. Wow. And so the entire book is great, and that chapter is great. I recommend it to to everyone to read.
0: Great. Well, thank you so much for that final recommendation. I did want to ask you because I wanted to let the audience know if there was any way to help you and your business grow, because I love supporting local small businesses also. What sort of uh, clientele would you say you would be able to help best? So if there was a recommendation or referral, what would be the best sort of clientele? so
1: businesses who have a physical location and you know, I, I like working with companies that do a lot of home services so you know like the plumbing the HVAC I like those types of companies roofing lawn care mm-hmm. landscaping I love helping those types of companies but mm-hmm. basically any look any company that is a local business that's you know they just want more local customers that's the people I help
0: okay local customers awesome yeah. All right, everyone, so you heard it from John, and if you wanted to get in contact with him, you can reach him at his email at john, so j-o-h-n, at pollyanna.net. Pollyanna is spelled p-o-l-i-a-n-n-a.net. You can go to his website, pollyanna.net, or you can give him a call at 703-475-6907. All right. Well, that's all for today. Thank you guys so much for being on. Thank you so much, John, for being on this interview. It was great to have you. That concludes this episode. If you enjoyed it, feel inspired and would like to hear more, please subscribe to the Relentless Minds podcast via the link in the show notes or visit Lori Thank you so much for listening until next time.